Father, we just declare that this is your time, that this atmosphere is your atmosphere. We pray let heaven come into this atmosphere right now. Let the, the, let the king of kings walk into this room and be king in this place. You are king over our life. And we just surrender and submit to you, Lord Jesus. We say, come and do what only you can do today. Let your truth reign in this place. Let lies and darkness be broken off us today. And let truth come and reveal Jesus and reveal life to us in Jesus' name. We say, let everything that is of this earthly, inferior, physical realm, let it bow the knee to that higher, superior realm of heaven, the kingdom realm of Jesus Christ, the superior realm of the Spirit. Come and just reign in this place today. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in this place as it is in heaven. That realm of heaven, that as it is in heaven, let it come and manifest right now in this place. Let each person here encounter you today and be transformed by your mighty presence and word in Jesus' name, including me, God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to share a few things, and then we're going to just pray again and just release the presence and power of God over you guys, and, uh, and then we're going to go and have some food. All right? How about that? Sounds good? Sounds like a good afternoon to me. So a mighty miracle has taken place. If you're born again, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you got born again. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom. He said, you, in order to enter into heaven, you have to be born again. What was he talking about? He's talking about, you know, he says, we're born of the flesh. We're born of water first. Everyone is born into this world of water, of the flesh. He says, but you must be also born of the spirit to enter into heaven. And that is when we receive Jesus, when we confess him as Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit comes and does a mighty miracle inside of us where our spirit, it's united with Christ in his death, burial and resurrection. And all of a sudden, we come alive in Christ. We be, the Bible says we're reborn. Titus chapter 2 talks, talks about we were regenerated by the powerful work of the Holy Spirit. There is a new birth that has taken place. And, but, you, but, you, but, uh, but you look at each other and nothing seems to have changed. We've still got all the same wrinkles. Uh, you know, and we're still balding and, and, and you know, um, gravity is taking its toll. And, you know, nothing changed in our physical right? And nothing changed in our mind. We still have the same thoughts and same way of thinking and just old ways of thinking that we've got to renew and stuff. Nothing changed in our body. Nothing changed in our mind, but everything changed in our spirit. Amen. Our spirit came alive to God and, and you were born of God. Your spirit was born of God. And, and the Bible talks, there's so many things what the Bible says about our new nature. And I just want to share some of that today. Because a lot of believers need to discover the power of their new nature. They need to discover and believe what has happened on the inside of them. Everything has changed. You are a new creation. And a lot of believers are just living, uh, focusing on the flesh and the natural. And, and their flesh and the mind realm. They, and they're not aware of what has taken place in the spirit. And how powerful their, their reborn spirit is in God. And religion gets us focused on the flesh. Perform, performance. In fact, the law covenant is a flesh covenant. It's actually called, in Ephesians, in Galatians 4, it's called a flesh covenant because it's all about the performance of your flesh. And, and you have to, with your flesh, keep the Ten Commandments and perform and do this and don't do that. And, and if you do, then you judge. And if you, know, if you do well, if you perform well, then you get blessed. If you perform bad, you get cursed. It's all about the flesh. And the flesh will never be good enough can never be righteous enough. But the new covenant, the grace covenant, is a spirit covenant. Because it's all about the power of the spirit. And it's not about what we have to do and what our performance of our flesh. It's about the grace of God and what He's done for us that we inherit and we receive as a free gift that, that transforms us on the inside, causes us to be reborn, to come alive with Christ, to be united and become one with Christ. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The Bible says that those that believe Christ, that they become one with Christ. Our spirit has been united and become one with Christ. Woo! Amen? That is glorious. 
That is glorious. We are new creations. We, we, are, we are seated in heavenly places. We have a new position in Christ. We've become holy once and forevermore. Amen? I mean, see, this is why you can never lose your salvation. I'm just going to preach that right now. All right? Because a lot of people, there's so much confusion about this. I'm telling you now, if you are born again, you can never, ever lose your salvation. If you've been united with Christ, you can never lose your salvation. And, and see, a lot of people say, no, you can, and so you need to perform well. They just get you in the flesh. You need to live right, and you better not sin, and you better tithe, and you better do this for God and do that for God, otherwise you might lose your salvation. So me keeping my salvation is up to me. My salvation is actually up to me. It's, it's not. It's up to Christ. From first to last, it's a total gift. And see, there is no means by which you can lose your salvation. Amen. Come on. I'm preaching way better than you're responding right now. Let's <laughs> respond in this place. People say, oh, you can lose your salvation. I will say, by what means? How? How is it possible? Since, do, do you believe you were born again? Yes. Okay, do you believe that you are united with Christ? Yes. Do you believe that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ? Yes. Do you believe your spirit is one with Christ? Yes. Do you believe that it's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you? Yes. So do you believe that, that your life is actually Christ's life right now? And so if you were to lose your salvation, guess what would happen? You would have to spiritually die again. But how can you die again if you're one with Christ? If you're united with Christ? If you died... And it's no longer I live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Jesus can't die again. See, if I, had to lose my, if I could lose my salvation, I would have to die again. And because I'm united with Christ, Jesus would have to die again. But it's impossible for him to ever die again because he has an indestructible life. And his life is the guarantee of our eternal life. Amen? And so it is impossible, if you are born again, your spirit is one with Christ, it is impossible for you to ever die again. And if it's impossible for you to die again, it's impossible to lose your salvation. There is no means by which you could lose your salvation. People say, oh, what about this scripture? What about that scripture? It's, you have to read the scripture in context. There are very misunderstood scriptures. And I'm actually writing a book called Eternal Security. And I'm looking at all of those misunderstood scriptures and helping people to see that that there is not one scripture in the Bible that, that actually says that we can lose our salvation. But what about this? What about Wait till my book comes out. There are incredible guarantees. There are incredible guarantees. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We've been sealed as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. We've been sealed by the powerful work of the Holy Spirit in regenerating us, in making us alive in Christ, one with Christ. The mighty work of the Holy Spirit has sealed us as God's deposit his guarantee of what is to come, eternal life. Amen? And so we need to understand grace. We need to understand the finished work of Christ. We need to understand the power of our new nature. Let me read a few scriptures. Okay? Therefore, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So I am a new creation. But you look at me and I don't look like a new creation. I mean, I, I know sometimes, you know, my wife looks like a new creation. No, no, um, no my, my, my flesh is still part of the old creation. Your flesh is still part of the old creation. It's still subject to frustration, subject to decay. We're all growing old. One day we're going to die. Our body's just going to run out. Amen. Or Jesus is going to come back. And then our body will be changed in the twinkling of an eye to be like His, to be glorified. But right now, we live in this old creation. And we have an old creation mind, fallen mind. We use like 2% of our brain. I think I use only half a percent. No, no um, we, we use a very small amount of our brain. We don't have a new creation brain. So what part of us has become a new creation? Our spirit, our inner person, that, the, 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 the eternal part of us, the spirit our spirit being has become a new creation. And so the Bible says only in the future, one day, will our body be changed, glorified, and will our mind be changed to be like His. It's 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 Corinthians 15. But right now, when we receive Christ, the moment we receive Christ, our spirit became a new creation because we were born again. And so our spirit 
is not a part of the old creation order. The old fallen world order. Our spirit. It's not a part of that anymore. That is subject to decay. That is subject to corruption. Our spirit is a part of the eternal new creation order. The new creation realm. That, that is, our spirit is a part of that realm that is going to be forever and ever. So nothing actually in our spirit needs to change. Our spirit can't become any more perfect because it's already become fully perfect in Christ. Stretching some of your minds right now, amen? Our spirit can't sin. Your spirit can't sin. It's your mind and your body that sin. Your spirit can't sin. Sin is foreign to your new nature, to your new creation nature. Your new creation nature doesn't want to sin. Do you know that? It actually doesn't want to sin. If, if you could live just by your new creation nature, you, would live, you wouldn't sin. You would live in the, the will of God. You'd live passionate, absolutely passionate for Jesus. Nothing would be a sacrifice. Serving God wouldn't be a sacrifice because it's not a sacrifice to your spirit. Your spirit is alive with God. It is full of God. It is a part of the new creation. It, it, it wants to live for God. It wants to hear God's voice. It wants to live righteous. Amen? The problem is our flesh and our mind gets in the way. And, and, and if we live just from the flesh and the mind, that's called being a carnal Christian. Just caught up in the mind and the flesh. But we live from the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking from our new nature, walking from our new creation. That's called walking in the spirit. Amen? The Bible says that those who walk in the spirit will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So we've got 50 million teachings on how to not walk in the flesh. But the Bible says... You know, if you walk in the Spirit, you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. So don't teach people how to not walk in the flesh. Teach them how to walk in the Spirit. Amen? Yeah. Having said that, I do have a message called How to Overcome the Flesh. <laughs> but it's all about walking in the Spirit. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just a wonderful word. God, God just showed me some stuff set me free from some stuff, and just taught me how grace is, teaches us to say no to sin, how it's grace that causes us to walk in victory. And you can check out that teaching on YouTube. It's, it's called How to Overcome Sin or How to Overcome Addictions, all that kind of stuff. And whew, it'll set you free. It's awesome. So we're a new creation. So our spirit right now is as perfect as it will ever be in all of eternity. Just got to think about that for a second. Your spirit right now is as perfect as it's ever going to be in all of eternity. Nothing needs to change in your spirit. You've already got the fullness of God. In fact, let me read uh, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2 verse 9 and 10. You can write it down if you can turn quick enough. Get there. It's good to hear some pages rustling. Old school. <laughs> no, it's good. I like I like old school Bibles. <laughs> Hear the pages in church. Turn in your Bibles to Colossians 2 verse 9 and 10. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head of every power and authority. In Christ you have been brought to fullness. That is speaking about your spirit. Other translations say you've been made complete in Christ. Or you've been given fullness in Christ. That is incredible. Our spirit has been made complete in Christ. So nothing needs to change in our spirit. Our spirit has been given fullness of Christ. So our spirit is not lacking. It's not wanting. It's not half empty. It's got the fullness of God. We have the fullness of God inside of our spirit. That is incredible. Imagine if we could learn to live from the spirit. Imagine if we could learn to walk from our new nature, to walk in the Spirit. We, we would walk in that heavenly realm, that supernatural realm, that victorious realm. Saying no to sin would be easy. Resisting lies, all of that, just, just wouldn't even be a thing. Serving God, it wouldn't be hard. See, a lot of us, God says, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. It's like, oh, it's not convenient. Uh, I've got other things. I've got, I've got a will for my life. God, I've got another will. God's like, no, I've, I've got all this for your life. I want you to walk in this. And you're like, oh, but it's not convenient. It's too much of a sacrifice. That's, that, what, what that is called, that's called living in the flesh. Living from the flesh. It's just living from your own flesh. But when you're living in the spirit, 
God says, I want you to go this way. Yeah, absolutely. Praise God. I'm going this way. God's got a great plan for my life. Whatever God's got for my life is a better plan than what I've got for my life. My plan for my life is useless. It's pathetic. I don't want my, my plan. I don't want my will. I want His will. He's the all-seeing God, omniscient God, omnipotent God. He's the one who created me. He knows everything about me. He's planned my future. He has the best future for me. I want to know what it is, and I want to walk in it. It's not a sacrifice. It's no sacrifice to your spirit. There is no sacrifice to your spirit. It's your body and your flesh that it's a sacrifice. And so if, if you're like, oh, it's just serving God is so hard, you've got to ask yourself, am I in the spirit? Or am I in the flesh? <laughs> Get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. Amen. I tell you, there's such a release of life in the spirit. There's a grace in the spirit. Serving God is not hard in the spirit. If serving God is so hard, maybe you're not in the spirit. Amen. Now, yes, there's hardships we go through, challenges. Okay, that doesn't mean we're not in the spirit. Paul went through some incredible you know, challenges, but he was in the spirit, walking after God. And he also said, I found the secret to be content in every situation. He walked with God. Hebrews 10 verse 14 says, For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Those who are coming into Christ, believing in Christ, he has made you perfect forever. Your spirit has been made perfect forever. You've been made perfect until your next sin? No. You've been made perfect forever, even if you sin, even if you mess up. You're still perfect. Your, your spirit is perfect. Your spirit cannot be corrupted. Oh, does that mean it's okay to go and sin? Of course not. Be an idiot. <laughs> Don't sin. Sinning is stupid. Amen? Shouldn't, shouldn't sin. Sometimes we do sin. Sometimes we mess up and do stupid things, say stupid things, think stupid things. It's what we, we all do that. But it's not our new nature. New nature actually doesn't want to do that. And that's why when we sin, we feel troubled. Feel like, ah, that just doesn't feel right. I remember when I first got saved, uh, before I was saved, I used to swear a lot. Swear like a trooper. Everything was F this, F that, just F-bombs everywhere. And, and then I, I got saved, and it's just something inside of me just knew that that was not right. It's just, I, no one had to tell me, you need to stop swearing, you little naughty boy. I just, my, my inner being, my, my reborn spirit just said, as I was swearing, I was like, that just feels, doesn't feel normal anymore. It doesn't feel right. I, f- I feel weird. It's like I knew God was going to help me just to overcome swearing. I, I still had the habit. Just you're in the habit. God had to help me just to overcome it. But it's like you know, no one needs to tell a reborn Christian, don't commit adultery. Don't steal. You know, just trying to put the law on the church. We're not supposed to be putting the law on the church. We're supposed to be speaking to our people's reborn spirit and activating their spirit and getting them to walk in the spirit. You don't have to put law Guess what? In heaven, there's not going to be any law. Not going to be any Ten Commandments. You don't need it because everyone's going to be walking in the Spirit. Just walking in that realm. Walking with God. You say, in heaven, you shouldn't commit adultery. You're like, what are you even talking about? You know, even on, this, on planet Earth. Ryan, you shouldn't commit adultery. What are you talking about? I know. I know. It's not in my nature. Now, yes, I can be tempted. Okay. And that's why I've got to learn how to get strong in the Spirit. Whatever you face, whatever's your temptation, we've got to learn how to get strong in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit so that those temptations just diminish, become less and less. Amen? You guys catching what I'm saying? Good, good. All right. How's this one? Hebrews 10 verse 10. Oh, one of my favorite scriptures. Can't believe this is even in the Bible. This is so good. You guys are reading it even before I get there. It's like, it's like, how come the church, so much of the church doesn't preach this verse? So much, hey? Yeah, yeah, they're like, hard this verse, quick. Take it out of the Bible. It says, and by that will, it's talking about the will of God to send Jesus to, to be a sacrifice for us. It says, and by that will, we have been, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Oh my goodness, that's in the Bible. How come most of the church doesn't preach on that? 
Like you've got to be holy, got to be holy, get holy, got to be holy, live holy. You're not holy. You're not holy enough. Strive to be holy. Oh, this church, we're all about holiness. We're all about striving for holiness. What are you even talking about? That's just called religion. Now, now the heart is, often the heart's not wrong because actually our new nature wants to live holy, actually wants to be holy. But someone needs to tell them, you know what? You've already been made holy. You, you, you've been made holy once and for all. You cannot make yourself holy. There's nothing you can do to make yourself holy. There's only one person who can make you holy. His name's Jesus. By his sacrifice, he makes you holy. And holiness is to be separated from your old life and to come into Christ and to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. That is your new holy position. And you didn't do anything. You didn't earn or achieve that. You just believed and you received it as a gift. See, in the old covenant, holiness is a work. You keep the the commandments to be holy. And if you break them, you're not holy. And see, we bring that mindset into the church, into the new covenant. But that's not holiness in the new covenant. Holiness in the new covenant is a gift. Because the law actually was there to reveal that we're sinners and we cannot be righteous and holy in our own strength came to show us how far we had fallen short. But in the new covenant, so in in order for us, you know, it did that in order for us to reach out to the Savior. The law had to come and crush us, had to come and just reveal how we were just sinners and there's nothing that we could do to be righteous before God. When we compare ourselves to the righteous high standards of the law, we fall short every time. Religion says, I can keep the law. No, you can't. Because even if you failed on the smallest part of it, you've broken all of them. It's as though you've broken all of them. You'll be judged by all of them. Hey. Amen. There's not a human being on the planet that can keep the commandments. The whole purpose of, the Bible says in Romans 3, that the law reveals sin. The law was given to reveal sin. To show us, to be like a mirror that shows us, no, you're not as righteous as you think you are. You're a filthy sinner. You're lost. You need a savior to cause us to reach out to Christ and go, God, I'm bankrupt. I've got nothing to offer you. That's the place where God wants us to be. Blessed are the poor in spirit for they will be filled. They will be blessed. Amen. We need to come to the place where we're just poor. We're just bankrupt. We're just empty of ourselves and say, God, we've got nothing to offer you. But I surrender to you. I receive your gift of salvation, your gift of grace, your gift of righteousness, I receive it. And then we get born of God. We get made the righteousness of God. We get all our sins forgiven, past, present, and future. We receive eternal life in a moment. We become children of God, and we become holy in an instant, once and forevermore. And holy living is simply learning how to live from your heavenly position. It's to live from that realm. It's first believing in it. And just learning how to live from that realm. Not trying to get to that realm. Not trying to achieve that realm. You're already in that realm. You're already in that place. And you're just living from that place. Amen? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. (laughs) God's written His law. Hebrews 8 verse 10. It says, This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their heart. I will write my laws on their heart. And that's not his Ten Commandments. That's his nature. God's put his nature in our reborn spirit, in our heart. God's put his law because the law, the law of God actually is beautiful and amazing and stunning. It reveals how glorious God is. reveals how incredibly loving he is, you know, the, the, the law of God. And, um, and so the law is God's, it actually represents God's nature. And, and God has put his law in our heart. In our reborn spirit, we receive the nature of God, the law of God inside of us. And so my very nature as a born again believer is the nature of God. I have God's nature. And so no one needs to say to me, Ryan, you shouldn't steal. You shouldn't commit adultery. You shouldn't cheat. You shouldn't lie. Why? Because I've got God's nature inside of me. 
Imagine saying to God, God, you shouldn't commit adultery. God, you shouldn't lie. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't cheat. It's like that's the most ridiculous thing to say. And actually, the most ridiculous thing to have to say to me is, Ryan, you shouldn't lie. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't cheat. It's like, you know what? That's not my nature. I don't want to do those things. I have God's nature inside of me. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Good. Good. But here's the thing. We don't, we don't automatically live from this nature, right? Because we live in this world and this physical realm and we get drawn into that and distracted by that. And, and most of us don't wake up in the spirit. Amen? We wake up in the flesh. <laughs> Hair's all messy and it's like dry spit coming down our face and, you know, it's like, where am I? And grumpy. And, uh, you know, like walking in the spirit isn't automatic. It's actually not automatic. Like Paul says in Galatians 5, verse 25, since you live in the spirit, also walk in the spirit. And he says, since you live in the spirit, that means you've been born of the spirit. You're made holy once. So you are actually in the spirit. Your new creation spirit is you are in the position of being in the spirit. You're alive in the spirit. And he says, since you live or alive in the spirit, now also walk in the spirit. It's like he actually had to tell believers, you've you you got to walk in the Spirit. Because kind of the natural thing is to just walk in the flesh. To walk from the natural realm, the natural world, the physical realm. And actually, we, we, need, to, we need to actually get in the Spirit. As born-again believers, we actually need to... See, if it was automatic, everyone would be doing it. Every Christian would just be walking powerfully in the Spirit. Just, just nothing is a sacrifice, and I just love my wife all the time, and I'm just always so kind, and just fruit of the Spirit is just flowing from me continually, daily, and I'm just, I just walk around manifesting the kingdom of God and the power of God and just healing and miracles. It's just, just it's so easy. It's, so, it's just natural. Just No. How many of you realize it's not like that? <laughs> Everyone's like, whew, thank God. I, I'm normal. You see Christians that act like, oh, just, it's like probably lying or... Or, or are they really getting in the spirit? Because it's not automatic. If it was automatic, everyone would just be doing it. So actually, we need to get in the spirit. And, and if we're ignorant of the spirit, of the new nature, of the new creation, of what's happened on the inside, you, you think, oh, no, I'm just a filthy sinner. I'm just dirty. You're never going to get in the spirit because you, you just don't even, not even aware of that. You just think, oh, I'm just this beggar, pauper, I just got to claw my way through this life and just try to do good works and hopefully please God and hopefully I'll go to heaven one day. That's just garbage. Amen? It's just rubbish. No, you, you got to actually agree with truth. you got to agree with the, the truth, with heaven. We've got to repent. That's to change the way we think, to renew our minds, to believe the truth. I am not some weak little pathetic beggar. I am a born-again child of God. I have God's nature on the inside of me. My spirit has been made perfect forever. I'm not weak. I'm not pathetic. I'm not a filthy sinner. I am a saint. I'm a righteous child of God. That's who I am. Amen? Oh, the the devil's so big. Oh, your flesh is so strong. Sin is so strong. No, 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 no. God is strong. My God who lives inside of me is strong. He's mighty. And my new nature is strong. God has made me powerful. God has recreated me in, with His nature. I have His nature inside of me. I'm not a weak. You've got to agree with truth. Sometimes in the morning you just got to get up and you've got all this heaviness and lies and junk just trying to settle on you. You're pathetic. You're a loser. You're never going to do anything. You're just not. You know, maybe we've got voices of you know, parents or brothers or teachers or friends just always putting you down, speaking lies. Don't accept it. Amen. That's just fleshy stuff. No, see in the Spirit who you are in the Spirit. Paul says we no longer consider, don't consider anyone in the flesh, but consider them in the Spirit. See, see other people in the Spirit. Look at each other in, in the Spirit. And so you see someone in drugs and just their whole life is just messed up. See who they are in the Spirit, who God has called them to be. The life that God has called them to live and, and speak to that and call that out of them. Amen. And, and, and you wake up in the morning, you're feeling heavy and depressed and don't accept that. Knocks on the door. Don't open and sign for the package. 
depression, fear, torment, anxiety, negativity. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, hello, it's for you. Okay, here you go. Thank you, thank you. And just, no. It's just knock, knock, knock. Get away from me. <laughs> just walk out your door. All right, I'm here. God is with me. I'm a man of the Spirit. Amen. You gotta, sometimes you just have to get in the Spirit. You've got to stir up your spirit. So I'm not going to accept and tolerate this stuff because it's not who I am. Temptation knocking on your door. Come on, do this. You should do it. You should do it. That's the devil. It's like, you should do it. You should do it. And then you do it. And he's like, why'd you do it? You shouldn't have done it. You filthy sinner. Hey. Oh, you're so pathetic. Hey. But you told me to do it. No. No, the, the more you step into the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and get in the Spirit, temptation will come. You say, no, 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 I'm, that, that is below me. That is beneath me. That's not who I am. And, and see, see, the thing is, there was this illustration. You know, this guy, he was working down this manhole on the, on the pavement, and it was all dirty down there, sewer. And then somebody walked past, a homeless guy, just in dirty clothes. And the guy down the sewer, he said, hey, man. Could you just pass me that wrench and just bring it down here? I just really need your help. And the, and the, the homeless guy with all the dirty clothes, he was dirty, just looked at the wrench and looked at himself, and, oh, I suppose, and just grabbed it and, and, came, and came down. Like, he's like, come down, man, I'll, g- I'll give you 20 bucks. Just, you know, come down. He's like, okay. And he came down, and it doesn't matter, I'm already dirty. And, you know, and he gave it to him, got his 20 bucks. And then the same situation happened, but there was this guy walking along in a three-piece suit. It was white. Was Benny Hinn? No, no. <laughs> Pick him up. No, it was it was white. It was just like just white jacket, white pants, white shirt, white waistcoat, white shoes, white socks, white jocks, just just everything white, radiant, white tie. He's walking past the manhole, and the guy's like, "Hey, buddy, could you um? Uh, there's a wrench up there. Could you grab it for me? Could you bring it down? I'll give you twenty bucks." And the guy's like. I'm not coming down there. I'm not coming down in that filth. Can't you see who I am? Can't you see how well I'm dressed? And that's us in the spirit. We're righteous, perfectly righteous in Christ. And we get tempted by all this stuff down there. It's like, no, no ways. I'm, that's beneath me. That's below. And that's not who I am. I, I'm, not, I know, I'm not coming down there. I'm just walking in the spirit here. But see, when you believe that you're homeless and you're a beggar and you're filthy and you're pathetic, you're like, oh, well, I'll just come down for 20 bucks. Okay, whatever. We've got, to, we've got to change the way. We've got to believe who we are in the Spirit. We've got to renew our minds. Amen. Amen. It's good. So I've got to put on the new man. Put off the old man. Put on the new man. Ephesians chapter 4, 22 to 24. Got to know these scriptures. Got to put off the old man. That's, that's who you used to be. That's your old creation. That's just the lies. That's the beggar, the pauper, the, you know, dirty. Just, that's who you used to be. Got to put that off. Don't believe that anymore. Don't, don't live in that because everything's changed. Put on the new person, the new self, who you really are. How do you put it on? It's by believing it. It's by just believing it. Renewing your mind and believing it and stepping into it. Amen? A lot of Christians don't... They, it, like all of this has happened to them. They are a new creation. They have a reborn spirit. They are perfect in Christ, seated in Christ, holy, righteous. And then they just go back to living this lesser life. Believing the lies. I'm a filthy sinner. I'm horrible. You're not going to live a victorious life like that. You're not going to overcome the enemy like that. You're not going to overcome sin like that. Amen? You're going to just keep getting squashed and crushed down. You're not going to overcome depression like that. Depression comes, oh, I'm just a pathetic, useless person anyway. I may as well just be sad and depressed. No. I tell you, depression knocks on my door every now and again. Discouragement knocks on my door every now and again. And just because just I look happy doesn't mean I'm, I face it. We all face it. Things just want to get us down and discourage us. It comes and knocks on my door. I say, no, I'm not signing for the package. That's not who I am. I have not been given a spirit of fear. I've been given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. That's Because fear is not who I am. 
I'm not, and most anxiety, most depression is from, based in fear. It's rooted in fear. Telling we haven't been given a spirit of fear. Enemy wants to tell you, 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 you you've, you're fearful. You've been given a spirit of fear. There's nothing you can do. It's like, no. I've been given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. I've been given a strong mind. We can actually have a strong mind. We can actually weaponize our mind against all the lies of the enemy. You can actually weaponize your mind on the truth of God, on the spirit of God. I, I wanna, I'm, gonna, I'm just determined. I'm going to walk around in the spirit. We have the mind of Christ. In the spirit, you have the mind of Christ. But you've got to get in the spirit. You've got to take a hold. You've got to put on the new man. You've got to take a hold of the mind of Christ. That's who I am. That's my mind. Not this other stuff. Amen? You've got to get a little bit vigilant sometimes. A little bit, you know, because one time I was, I was being negative and I was getting discouraged. I wrote an article and I thought it was a great article and I released it and not many people read it. And then, and then the enemy said to, me, said to me, no one cares about what you're saying and what you're doing, and you may as well just quit. And I was like, oh, I'm just useless. And uh, I just started agreeing with it. Careful what you agree with. Careful what you agree with. I started agreeing with this nonsense. And, and as I was agreeing with it, like, yeah, no, no one cares, and I'm just, uh, what's the point of doing it? I may as well just quit and go do something else. And as I said that, this spirit of heaviness just came on me. I suddenly just felt so heavy. It's like a heavy cloak. Oh, and I just walked around for the whole day. Just, what's wrong with me? Well, this doesn't feel right. This, what is right? I just feel so heavy. And then I went to bed and I had this dream and this guy in, was in my dream and this guy from the past that used to really attack me and discourage me. And I'm like, why is this guy in my dream? And then I woke up and I'm just feeling heavy, just carrying this thing. And I didn't realize what was happening. And the next day is my wife's 40th birthday. So 40th birthday, and I'm just walking around, <laughs> and she's like, it's her 40th, 40th birthday. I'm supposed to be celebrating and happy, and, and she's like, what's wrong with you? And just being a little diva, and, um, and oh, I just like, oh, I just, I, there's these things I want to do, videos I want to make, but what's the point? I'm just, I'm just useless, and she's like, I haven't seen Ryan like this, and even as I said that, it just got worse. It's like another just layer of heaviness just got on me. And, and then a prophet that I know from Australia, he was in Germany ministering, and he phoned me just out of the blue on that day, like then. Phones me, hey, Ryan, how you going? Yeah, I'm great. You know how we do? Great. He's like, I don't know why, I just feel to tell you, Ryan, like you need to be careful what you agree with. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, because just sometimes we can agree with lies and it can just cause heaviness to want to come on. And I just knew what he was saying was right. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh that's great. Yep, good. Oh, excellent. Great. I know, I know that. I know that. I know that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I just, I just feel like you need to just, you know, just don't agree with stuff and just agree with the truth. Keep agreeing with the truth because there's power in that. I'm like, okay, I've got to go to lunch. See you later. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> and then, like, I went to lunch with my wife, and I was just discouraged and terrible. I went to bed that night. I had another dream. The same guy was in my dream who, from my past. He used to discourage me, uh, attack me, and he was actually an elder on the church. I was on eldership with him. How, how crazy is that? One day he said to my dad, I hate Ryan. I was like, wow, that's awesome. What a wonderful eldership, hey? I hate Ryan. Oh, that's great. Thank you. It's very encouraging. Bless you. Bless you. And uh, I only found out about this later. Uh, and anyway, so he's in my dream again. And then I wake up, I think, okay, what's going on? That's a little bit, that's a, something is going on here. I've had a dream two nights in a row. The same guy's coming. And as I woke up in the morning, I'm just feeling so heavy and discouraged. I said, God, and I, and I sought God. I, I got into the presence of God. And I said, God, what is happening? I need to know. Why am I feeling so terrible? What is this dream about? And he says, Ryan, that guy represents a spirit of discouragement. And you've, you were agreeing with lies, negative things about yourself. You were speaking so negatively over yourself. And, and, and you, it's just it, like you allowed that spirit of discouragement just to come on you, and just to come around you, an atmosphere of discouragement, because you agreed with it. And, 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 and so, Ryan, that is a spirit. And as, it's like suddenly the lights came on. 
I realized I saw in the spirit what was happening and I started to get excited because I knew if this is a spiritual thing, I know how to deal with it. This is easy to deal with because demonic spirits are subject to us. We're in Christ. Our authority comes from being in Christ. In fact, our authority doesn't come from our performance. It comes from being in Christ, seated in Christ. We're seated in the highest place with Christ. And, and, and we can trample on snakes and scorpions. And, and the Bible says, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. He cannot just stay. He doesn't have the right. He doesn't have some sovereign right that is greater than the cross. No, he is subject to the cross. He was disarmed at the cross. He was made a public spectacle of the cross. Jesus defeated the enemy at the cross, not for himself, but for us. Amen. And so it's easy to deal with demonic spirits. You don't have to wrestle with demonic spirits. I got up. I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, demonic, you, you the spirit of discouragement. I break you right now, and I command you to go in the name of Jesus. And guess what? Thing just left. All of a sudden, the dark clouds just parted, and the sunshine of heaven just shone back in my life, and I started to feel happy and good and encouraged. And I, I said, no, no, no. Uh, God has called me. I've got a voice. He's given me a message and I need to speak. And I'm going to speak, my golly. I'm going to speak. <laughs> Amen. And the spirit of vigor came on me. Spirit of life came on me. And I, and I, I got in the spirit. Amen. Just didn't accept this junk anymore. I, I did. I apologize to Kylie. <laughs> Sorry for being such a, you know, diva. And uh, I, 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 I spoke, I phoned the prophet as well. I spoke to him and Told him what was happening. He just thought that was funny. <laughs> so praise God. Amen. 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 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3. We're nearly finished. Is this helping anyone today? You know, you can do that with any spirit that's coming against you. Anxiety, fear, depression. You don't have to tolerate it. It's, it's the lies of the enemy that tries to tell us that we have to tolerate it. There's nothing you can do. This is in your family. This is some curse. Your parents had it. Your grandparents had it. There's nothing you can do. You, you can't resist it. Rubbish! You can resist it. You don't have to accept it. This thing stops with me. It might have affected my family, but it stops with me, and it stops today. It stops right now in Jesus' name. I resist every spirit of fear, anxiety, torment, lies, depression. I resist it in Jesus' name. Oh, no, it's just some chemical thing. And, and, and then it just gets you to try. All these little lies that try to get you to accept, to sign for the package. Don't sign for the package. Reject it. Resist it. Say no in Jesus' name. Say, no, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a mighty child of God. I'm royalty. I'm not a beggar. On the streets, in poverty. No, I live in the castle. My, my bigger brother, Jesus, is the king of kings. And I sit with him on the throne. I know the greatest king of the universe. Amen. Got to get some righteous vigor in your spirit. Not tolerate filth and the junk from the enemy. The lies. Amen. Resist. You can. Amen. Final scripture. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. The same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Transformation doesn't come through the law and through self-effort and works. Transformation comes through the Spirit, through the power of the Spirit, as we behold Jesus, as we look to Jesus, as we see Jesus through, through the cross, through grace. As, as it says, and it's like looking into a mirror. We behold Jesus like looking into a mirror. Why? Because we're seeing what He's made us. We see Jesus and we see what He's made us in the Spirit. I'm not saying we're Jesus. I'm not saying we're gods. I'm saying we are always the created ones. He is the creator. 
will never be God. But when we look to Jesus, it's like looking in a mirror and we see what he's made us. He's made us perfect, just like Jesus. Righteous, just like Jesus. It says from glory to glory. I believe that's glorification. First in the spirit, glorified, perfect, Christ-like. People are striving to be Christ-like. Guess what? You've already been made Christ-like in the Spirit. Your Spirit is already perfectly Christ-like. It says the same image. It doesn't say another image or similar. It says you've been transformed into the same image of Christ. This, the, the same perfection and beauty of Christ. To who we've become from glory to glory. So your Spirit has been glorified in Christ. From glory to glory, our mind and our body is becoming more like Christ. How does it happen through self-effort? No, by looking to Jesus, by beholding Him, by encountering Jesus, by living in the Spirit, by walking in the Spirit, by walking in His presence, having times in His presence. That's how you get in the Spirit. You get into His presence. Start worshiping Him, drawing near to Him. Start praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. I tell you, 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 it's like you're just crossing over from the natural realm, getting into the Spirit realm. All of a sudden, the atmosphere of heaven comes into your room. You start feeling the presence of God. And, and it's in that presence that we're transformed. Amen? Amen? And so, and so that, that is where our mind and our body starts to become more and more like what has happened in our spirit. Amen? And one day it will happen when He returns. And so we've got to learn how to get our spirit to come up and to live in ascendancy and for our mind and our body to live as our servants. Okay, our mind and our body is fantastic, but they, it's a terrible master. Our mind and our body is supposed to be a servant to our spirit. Our reborn spirit is supposed to be in control, leading us, making decisions from our spirit with our mind and our body subjected to us. Okay, if your mind and your body is in control and your spirit is the servant... Then God says, I want you to go here and do this. And your mind's like, no, nah, I want to go here. But if, you're, if your spirit is in control and your mind and your body is subject to you because you're in the spirit, walking in the spirit, God says, I want you to go this way. You're like, yes, I can do that. I'll just obey. It's, it's just so easy. Amen? Amen? And so we've got to learn how to get in the spirit. I've got more teachings on all that stuff. But uh, can we just have the, someone up on the keyboards and just, just minister? I just want us to just... Behold Jesus, behold his glory right now. Let's, let's do 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's just get in the spirit. And uh, just the truth, things that I've been saying here today, I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to just come and make them clear revelation to us today. Maybe for some of you, I've, I've just opened up a truth that you need to just go into deeper and deeper and explore it and discover it more and more. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna just going to just pray that the, the light of the Holy Spirit would just come and illuminate, bring revelation, and just show us the mirror. In the Old Covenant, the law was a mirror. It showed us how filthy we are. We are. In the New Covenant, grace is a mirror. And it shows us how perfect we are in Christ. How awesome is that? The mirror of the New Covenant. You don't have to be afraid to look into that mirror. Because when you look into that mirror, it's like looking to Jesus and then actually seeing what you have become. We don't need to be afraid in the new covenant. We can have great confidence in the new covenant because he's made us like himself. Perfect in righteousness. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come right now. And just reveal these things to us. Spirit of truth. Come and reveal truth. Come and take off the, the scales from our eyes, the veil that covers our eye and eyes and covers our mind, the veil of this world, the natural things of this world, the lies of this world, those unbelieving spirit, just unbelief of this world. Come and just lift that veil off us and just shine the light of the glory of Jesus Christ into our heart. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus. Help us to see the glory and the perfection of Jesus Christ. And help us to see that we are seated with Him right now in heavenly places. We don't have to be afraid, but we can be filled with joy. I tell you, there is joy in His presence. 
tell you, God, the Father, He is so delighted in you. He loves you so much. You are His beloved. He is not angry at you. He is not wanting to just punish you. He is actually a loving Father who looks at you as His child. And when He looks at you, He is so delighted. He sees you in Christ, in the Beloved. You are in the beloved, but he doesn't just see you in Christ. and he, He doesn't just see Jesus. No, he sees you. He doesn't just see you through Jesus. No, he sees you because he's transformed you. He's changed you into the perfectness of Christ. I tell you, he is delighted at you. and We just need to, we need to change that voice that we hear. <laughs> we need to hear the Father's voice. Not the voice of disapproval and condemnation and shame and guilt and judgment. That is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the comforter. He comes alongside us to comfort us. He doesn't, he's not the law. He doesn't follow us around saying you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you shouldn't do this, you, you are you filthy, terrible. No, that's the accuser. That's the devil. We mustn't confuse the Holy Spirit with the devil. No, the Holy Spirit, he, he, is, he is not our prosecuting lawyer. He's our defense lawyer. He's the counselor. He pleads our innocence before the Father. He defends us. And he says that we've been justified by the blood of Jesus, declared not guilty, innocent, righteous, holy, once and forevermore. When the voice of the accuser comes and tries to accuse you and weigh you down with heaviness and shame, I tell you the Holy Spirit is right there lifting you up. Hear His voice. Hear His encouragements. He's saying, no, you are the righteousness of God. You are a pre- precious, beloved child of God. The Father is delighted with you. He is pleased with you. And if you're in sin or you're messing around in sin and, and you're feeling troubled, You know, God's not coming to try to judge you, but He's stirring you on the inside. He's saying that that is below you, that is beneath you. That's not your new creation nature. That's not who I've called you to be. Step out of that. Put put that off. Put off that old person, that old way, and step into the new. Step into who I've created you to be, the life that I've called you to live. It's no sacrifice. You're not actually giving up anything. You're gaining so much. You're stepping into wholeness and fullness. You're stepping into glory and divine destiny and purpose for your life. You're stepping into the Spirit. You're stepping into the riches of heaven, the blessings of heaven. Such a better deal. So much better. Put off the old. I just feel God saying to some people today, Holy Spirit is saying some of you, He's stirring you. He's even challenging you. He's saying, put off the old. Put off the old. Let it go. That's old, filthy clothes. You don't need those anymore. Step into the new. Step into the new. I have new clothes for you. I have a new mansion for you. I have new life for you. Step into that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are just you're letting go of fear. And anxiety, it's like you got a revelation today and you realize you're able to make a stand. You're able to resist. And and something clicked inside of you. It's like a switch switched inside of you and you just realized. And so today, just act upon that. Step, Step out of the old and step into the new. And say, yeah, that's right. I'm making a stand. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping out of that old me, that anxiety, fearful me. I don't have to have that anymore because that is not me. That's not my identity. That's not who I am. I'm stepping into the new. The mind of Christ. I've received the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. I'm royalty. I live in the kingdom with Jesus. I'm a righteous child of God. And all that stuff is not mine. Anxiety, fear, depression. I I reject it. I resist it. That is you, just respond to God right now. I just actually want to pray over you. We're going to agree together. We're just going to break that stuff off your life. 
You're going to feel something supernaturally lifting off you. You're going to feel something breaking off you right now. It's going to be the power of the Spirit. But you're going to, you're going to stop agreeing with lies, and you're going to stop agreeing with fear and depression and anxiety, and you're going to begin to agree with the truth from today. You're going to declare the truth over your life and who you are in the Spirit. You're going to agree with that and begin to declare that over you. And when the anxiety and that trust to come back, you're going to resist it and you're going to continue to agree with the truth, even if it doesn't feel like it in your emotions. Keep agreeing with the truth. Keep resisting the anxiety stuff. And I'll tell you, things will shift and change in your life. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we resist fear, anxiety, depression, oppression, torment, heaviness, discouragement. We break it right now in the name of Jesus. We say you have no rights on these people any longer. We command you to go in Jesus' name right now. And we speak the spirit of liberty, freedom, joy, peace, laughter, happiness, courage, the Holy Spirit. We release the spirit of life over you right now. Just receive. Just receive that spirit of life. Whoo. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Fresh winds of the Spirit. Refreshing winds of the Spirit. Blow in this place right now. Blow in this place right now. Yes, it is that easy. Yes, it is that easy. I just heard someone challenging it. Challenge it, say it can't be that easy, can't be like that, can't be that easy. I'm telling you right now, it is that easy. We're talking about God in this place, we're talking about the power of the Spirit in this place. Yes, it is that easy. All things are possible for those who believe, nothing is impossible for our God. Yes, it is. Receive it, believe it, change the way you think, repent. That's what repentance is. It's changing the way we think. Repent from that old way of thinking. This is me. This is my identity. This is my life. No, repent and believe the truth. I'm a child of God. I have the mind of Christ. I'm a new creation. I'm royalty. I'm righteous. I'm wearing that perfect, beautiful, clean, spotless, radiant clothes, suit or dress. I'm not climbing down into that dirty hole. No way. It's not me. It's not where I live. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's it. I felt someone just, just received that. You just received that. You, just, you actually just repented. Your heart, you just changed. It's wonderful. What a beautiful thing. Well done. Yeah, just receive. Just receive His fullness right now. Receive His courage. Receive His peace. Tell you, there is a realm of peace that is supernatural. And it's coming right now. It, it transcends the natural realm. People search for peace just in the natural realm and they can find certain measures of peace. But I'll tell you, in the heavenly realm, in the glory realm, in the realm of Jesus, there is a supernatural peace that can fill your whole being. It can fill your whole life, your whole body, your mind, your emotions. It is a supernatural peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you. Just receive his peace right now. Right now we release the supernatural heavenly peace of God over you in Jesus' mighty name. There it is. There it is. It's like a fire of his peace fire of his peace that fire just burns up it's burning up anxiety it's burning out the bad stuff it's just a raging glorious fire of god that burns in us purifying fire and it brings peace all the things that were harassing and torment it just burn get burnt up in the fire and his peace consumes you father we thank you for your peace Holy Spirit, we receive the peace of God. We align our whole being with this peace. This is our home. This is our address. The peace of God. When we feel ourselves getting out of it and coming under that torment and storms, and no, we just come back to this place of peace. 
because now we know the address. <laughs> we know where it is. We know that realm. I tell you, if you can just take a moment in your day to just say, just to stop and say, Holy Spirit, I just, just pour out that peace on me right now. I just, even as I was saying that, I could just feel that coming upon me. You can take those moments throughout your day. Holy Spirit, I just received the peace of God right now. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. What, I was, what I've been talking about today is actually spiritual warfare. And sometimes we've got to be more vigilant to do spiritual warfare, to not tolerate and accept evil things of darkness. We don't have to. We know, the Bible says He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. Glorious Scripture. We have been delivered. We have been delivered from the dominion of darkness, the control, the power, the authority of darkness. has been broken. We've been delivered through the cross, and He's brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. I'm telling you now, there is no more generational curses. Stop believing in generational curses. Stop believing that the enemy has some kind of special right over you. It was broken at the cross. He was disarmed at the cross. In the name of Jesus. You're no longer under that dominion. Generational curse, that's dominion of darkness stuff. No, you've been delivered from the dominion of darkness. Brought into the kingdom of the sunny loves. No more curse. So stop believing it. Put off the old. You're enabling it by agreeing with it. Speaking it over your life. Confessing it. No, put off the old. Reject it. Step into the new. There's no more curse on my life. I'm not cursed. I have, there's no curse over my life. Because Jesus has broken every curse and set me free from darkness. And now I'm in Christ. I am in the one he loves. I'm in the beloved. I'm in his kingdom. Under His dominion. Under His control. Step into your freedom. Step into your freedom. Wow. Wow. It's just another release of anointing right there. People, I could just feel people receiving that. Some of you are getting set free right now. Right now, people are getting set free. You believe there was curses over you right now. I just feel you're getting set free. You're realizing no curse. No. Wow. That's good news. I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Receive. Receive your freedom right now. Where there's been sickness, where you've agreed and you've received and accepted sickness. Well, no, we're just not going to tolerate that anymore. Sickness through generational curse has no right in your body. We just resist it right now. You resist it right now. We reject it right now in Jesus' name. And we break its power right now. Now, in Jesus' name. Don't need to get all loud and bothered. It's just in the name of Jesus. We break sickness. We break it off people right now. In Jesus' name, we command sickness to go. Go right now. Healing come. Healing come. So whatever you need, you just reach out and take it in the Spirit. We're nearly finished here. Whatever you need, whatever miracle you need, whatever you need to do, perhaps you need to step out of the old and step into the new. You know what that is for your life. Just do it right now. Just decide, yes, I'm doing it. And if that is you and you are making that decision and you're doing that, I just want you to stand. I just want you to just... Just boldly just stand say, yeah, I'm stepping out of the old. I'm standing up into the new. I'm walking in newness of life. I'm walking in the newness of life. You don't have to do this, but if, if something is on your heart and you're wanting to do this, just step into the new. Just an act, a physical act, but there's a spiritual release in it. Just stand up and step into the new. Leaving those old ways behind, those old thinking behind. Stepping out of those homeless, beggarly clothes. Stepping into my righteousness. My righteous clothes. My royal robes of righteousness. To my new creation. Thank you, Jesus.
Hey, this is Ryan Rufus from New Nature Ministries, and I just want to encourage you that uh, if you're enjoying New Nature Ministries and being fed and being blessed, uh, would you consider making a financial donation um, or even possibly partnering with us on a monthly basis? We just absolutely value and appreciate any financial amount that you give. Um, we appreciate your partnership, and it's just a wonderful thing to have other people standing with us in this gospel. We're not going to charge for the gospel. We're going to just take it to the nations, and God is our source and our provider. But uh, we just want to give you the opportunity as well to stand with us financially and to sow a seed into this ministry. And I truly believe that that seed, God is going to honor that seed. He's going to bless that seed, and it's going to bring a harvest um, of blessing in many people's lives and including your life. And so no pressure. This is up to you. Just if it's resonating with your heart, um, we just want to give you that opportunity. And so you can go to our website, newnatureministries.org, and look on the Partner Give page. It's got all the information on there. I just want to say thank you uh, for considering standing with us financially. And I just pray God's blessings be multiplied to you. In Jesus' name, God bless.